podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome back to the Voices of the Vic podcast with me, Mike Duffy. And as you can see, I am joined tonight by just Ben Ayton. Uh, so just the two of us. It's, uh, it's been a while since since yeah. it was just the two of us, Ben. Um, how, how seems with you tonight? You all good? Yeah, well, good. Thank you, mate. Um, yeah, I, I can't think of the last time we both featured as a duo on the Voices of Vic. Obviously, we started this back in the day, didn't we? About four years ago, maybe three, four years ago. Um, and we've recruited people to help us out. So, um, and since we've recruited, it's not just been you and me. Um, so I'm, I'm looking forward to this one as well. Back to the old days. Um, but yeah, I'm all good, mate. I'm a little bit tired. Um, I went to the Lamex Stadium last night to watch Watford in the Carabao Cup first round. Ah, <laughs> and I'm sure we'll talk about it a little bit in a set. But yeah, I'm all good. Good, mate. How are you doing? Good stuff. Yeah, mate. I'm to be honest, I'm shattered as well, and I didn't even go to Stevenage. So, you know, fair play to those that went last night. Just on that topic, I'm glad you said that actually because I can bridge it into what I was going to say during the pod. If you haven't already, Ben did deliver the first match day vlog uh, obviously we started them sort of halfway through or towards the end of last season and they've been going down a treat to be honest so I was meant to do one on uh, the first game of the season couldn't so Ben delivered it last night so head over to our YouTube and it will be the first video you see on there make sure you give that a watch and a like as well um yeah we, let, let's let's talk about the annual um, loss in the Carabao Cup to a lower league opposition bed because it does happen every bloody year um, and you could forgive Watford fans for thinking that this year might be a little bit different you know um, I'll be honest be, before let's cast our minds before the game itself in terms of team news heading into that obviously Stevenage just being promoted so League One um, you know it's it's cliche as hell but you never underestimate a lower league opposition. But would you perhaps maybe expecting a, a, a mix of youth and first team, or, or did you did you sort of see this coming? A, a, a team put out the strength, same strength that was put out. Well, firstly, I, I think there's three guarantees in life, isn't there? There's um, death, taxes, and Watford losing to a lower league side in the Carabao Cup first round, second round, isn't it? Um, but yeah, arrived to the ground yesterday, nice and early. Check the um, team news, as we all do when it's uh, an hour before kickoff. And I was ple- pleasantly surprised by the strength of the side. Actually, um, I think we was all maybe expecting a few changes, like you say, a, a mixture of youth among experienced heads. Um, I wasn't expecting Valerie Ishmael to go as strong as he did yesterday. I only made that one change, and that was a goalkeeper position. So Ben Hamer came in for Daniel Batman. Um, but yeah, it took, t- took a, me by surprise. But I, I was actually quite pleased he went for a, a strong side. It, it was like he took it seriously with the lineup. I thought he's trying to build a bit of momentum, a bit of consistency, and he's trying to build that mentality in the club as well. Um, if they won last night, it would have been a fantastic start and you would have built momentum going into the game against Plymouth with back-to-back wins with a strong side, but it, it didn't turn out that way. Um, Watford were... 
If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. They, they started the game quite strong, to be fair. It only took five, six minutes, and Vacuum Bio um, was on the end of a Tom Deli Bashru free kick um, and just typical poacher's goal, really. Right place, right time. Uh, yeah, good finish um, from Vacuum Bio. And then I think Watford controlled the game for about 15 minutes after that. There was lots of possession in, in our own half, and you probably witnessed this at the game against QPR last week. Um, I wasn't fortunate enough to go to that, so this is my first experience of watching a Valerie Ishmael Watford side, but the first 15, 20 minutes, it was just passing it between the, the, the two um, um, two centre-halves and the goalkeeper and I couldn't believe how high Ben Hamer was at points. He was actually in line with Wesley Hoot and Ryan Porteous at, at, at points and I was like wow this is totally different to what we saw last season um, but then after 15-20 minutes it was um, Stevenish they just seemed like they just rolled up their sleeves and I thought you know what we're actually we want to win here um, we want a big scalp we're going to make this difficult for you they persisted with long balls. There was first to all the second balls. There was in our faces. There was rattling Ryan Porteous and um, Wesley Hoot. They lost their heads a couple of times and were, were shouting at the referee about challenges made or none. Um, and, and and yeah, Stevenish grew into the game and got the goal just before half time. And and they honestly they, they they looked really good and they were full of confidence. They just got promoted to League One last year. They came second in League Two, and they were they. They were well bang up for it last night, Mike. And I know you didn't watch the game, but even in that second half, Watford didn't really look at the races. And again, it was Stephen issue who was probably having the the better of the possession and Watford was a bit wasteful, very sloppy. Um, I don't know. You can't really use the excuse of being tired so early into the season, mm-hmm. but you got you got to think that Watford have just had seven weeks of full intense training at London County Training Ground. They didn't go away for a pre-season tour like they normally do in Austria. Um, so I, I don't know whether that's um, played in an effect into the result as well. But I just think Watford maybe underestimated Stevenage last night. And look, Stevenage were far, far better, in my opinion. They, they deserved the victory. It was... Um, it was um, it, it interesting to see a penalty shootout live. I've, I've never watched one of those before. Um, it's normally just on the TV. Um, but um, it, it was interesting watching that. But honestly, Ryan Porteous's penalty was... I don't know if you've watched the vlog, Mike, that I recorded last night, but it, it was pretty poor. <laughs> yeah, I think it's just landing now, to be honest. It was... Uh... It, it was it was different. I, I'll, I'll make a point in a minute. I, I know um, our guest from the uh, Plymouth podcast is uh, is in the waiting room, so uh, we'll we'll talk about the Plymouth game in a sec. But um, I, I think it obviously took us all by surprise that we named such a strong squad. I think we all know what Ishmael's trying to do. You know, it's the start of the season, and he's trying to build momentum. We started so brilliantly against QPR. So why on earth would he? go and, you know, make a whole load of changes to risk not being able to sort of replicate that. Um, I was watching on Sky Sports. They showed the goals last night. 
obviously you don't get a feel for the game like you like yourself because you were there. Um, but Jamie Mackey basically said the first sort of 15 minutes of the game, it was all Watford. It was very, very, you know, comfortable for us. And it sounded a bit like, you know, we'd sort of started where we'd, we'd left off against QPR, very comfortable in possession, very well with the ball. Um, and then it just sounds like, well, I think Ishmael said it himself. It sounded like it turned into a dogfight last night. And that does worry me a little bit. You know, if we're being bullied by teams that are, in a lower sort of division than us, then there's going to be, you know, 23 other teams other than QPR <laughs> who really are poor, and this probably highlights it. Um, you know, if they get in our faces, is this, are we going to crumble? So it does worry me a bit. And I think the thing as well, which uh, which surprised me, I mean, I, I, uh, I haven't seen all the penalties yet. I, I saw Portis's, but why on earth did two centre-backs start the penalty shootout for us? Well, it was three centre backs, wasn't it? It was Wesley oh, Hoop yeah. followed by Sirielta and then Porteous as well. And it was, yeah, it, it was, it, it was a bit of an odd one, really. Um, they wouldn't have been my choices. But then I went to the game with our friend Ant last night, and I said, mm. centre backs fancy penalties, don't they? Because they just absolutely lever it down the middle. But um, yeah, it, it wasn't great. I think Sirielta probably took the best penalty out of a lot of them, and then Reese Healy, a striker, stepped up and. I don't know if you saw the video on YouTube a couple of weeks ago at the Family yeah. Fun Day. He claimed to have never missed a penalty and then he stepped up last night and missed the penalty. Um, so I think that's came back well, a bit in one of the not it? Yeah, very poor penalty. Um, so, like I say, um, we, you know, uh, we, we won't dwell on that anymore. You know, I've seen some outrageous things on social media last night after one loss to, uh, to Stevenage. So we won't dwell on it too much. Uh, we have got a league game, which... League is more important, no matter how much you love a cup run. The league's it is more important. Um, so we are playing Plymouth on uh, on Saturday. So I'll add to the stream Jack from the Argyle Way podcast, uh, which Everyone. is the Plymouth podcast. Jack, thank you very much for joining us. How are you, mate? You all good? Absolutely no problem, guys. Thank you for having me on. Um, I can't lie to put it in this way. So first of all, of course, I'm very happy with our. Cup win over Leighton Orient last night. So that was a um, that was the League One champions versus the League Two champions. So we got a comfortable two 0 win at the end. Uh, my episode still needs to come out, by the way. Of um, that, I've been very busy. I had a job interview today, so that's been very been manic earlier has been. But when it does come out, make sure everyone um, you do watch it. Um, it is an absolute cracker. We'll tell you that now. Same will be with my episode of this game. Fun enough this weekend when I come to Vicarage Road on Saturday. I've actually be, I've been to the ground before, actually. I've just never been to a game at Vicarage Road, so it'll be a first time. So I'm really excited for it. I'm really excited. But I'm coming into this game this weekend. I've basically said to everyone at Argyle and in the Southwest all week, to put it this way, I will celebrate like we've won the freaking league if we at least get a point on Saturday. Yeah. And I'll say that now. Oh, honestly, no. Our record at Vicarage Road is shocking. So I, I, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. And obviously, you guys battered QPR on Saturday. I know. To be fair, I've actually got QPR to finish bottom in my predictions for this season. So I'm not surprised in a way that they looked shocking. But even if we do lose on Saturday, I just hope we can give it a massive go because that win we had over Huddersfield last week was that is how you return to the championship after 13 years of being away. Absolutely. I loved every minute of it. Well, 
uh, I'd say I hope you enjoy your your first football match at Vicarage Road, but don't enjoy it too much. But <laughs> let's let's start at the beginning, shall we? You know, you Plymouth are back in the Championship for the first time since 2010. Uh, in that time, you were given a winding up order by HMRC and suffered relegation down to League Two. Um, talk us the journey you've had back to the Championship because it, it's not been a straightforward one, and you can yeah. you can sometimes get stuck in a in those divisions, as we've seen with you know Notts County, Leeds. Everyone's been down there, and they've eventually made it back up. Absolutely, no, it, it's been a roller coaster. I will say that for sure. I mean, like. Unlike your your Rotherhams and your Peterboroughs, we aren't here to yo-yo. We're here to try and stay into the championship as much as we can after being 13 years of being away. We want to, we 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 if we can, we want we want to do even further than that. Of course, this summer we've just broken the um our own transfer record, and I could just tell that our ownership wants to do higher. I mean, I've looked at clubs in the past before and doing it now that have done it before, um, like Brighton, Brentford. In a way, you guys, of course, um, over the last few years. Um, Hull, they're another one. They've been in the Premier League. They've done, they've done it. Blackpool, Bournemouth. I look at all these. I look at all these thinking, can we do it one day? Luton, your arch rivals, of course, this season. Not that I really should mention that on this channel, but um, I know they've done it themselves. I mean, we've had we've had our fair share of, bat um, um, fair share of battles with them, actually, over in League One before they ended up rising themselves. But... It's been a very interesting journey because obviously we went down in 2010. Newcastle relegated us um, of all the teams as well, and they they got themselves promoted back to the Premier League, while we they relegated us to League One. And then, really after that, I think going into our first season back in League One after six years in the Championship, I think we were just expecting to, if we could bounce straight back or at least stay in the league. But I knew we were having administration and financial problems. It's been going on actually ever since, I think, around 2008-09, when we had our highest league finishing ages, finishing 10th for the Championship. And the following year, in 09, we just stayed up. Norwich went down, Southampton went down, Charlton went down. We stayed up by the skin of our teeth. Then, unfortunately, it was our turn the following year in 2010. But then, yeah, and then we went down again in 2011. And I remember this when I was coming back from school, from where I'm from in Cornwall. I was... um. I was literally reacting to it on the news on my taxi on the way back from school, going, "How the hell are we as a club gone down to League Two in the space of in the space of a year?" I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe what I was listening to, of course. And then, yeah, twenty twelve and twenty thirteen, two darkest years in our um in the history of the football club. Like we basically we were on the verge of being not just liquidated but on the verge of playing the national in the national league a club like us as well and we managed to stay up and finish 21st both times in league 2 battling all those financial problems and all that as well and then all the rest of it really 2014 it, um we were still in league 2 we, it got a lot better though we were just starting to slowly progress once again after the total disaster of two seasons we've just had in the bottom of League Two. 2015, we reached the playoffs of League Two and then Wickham knocked us out. That started our rivalry of Gareth Ainsworth from that point onwards. Uh, 2016, playoff final, but then AFC Wimbledon had other ideas. And then 2017, we finally did it. We, we were about to win the league in 2017 as well until bloody Portsmouth took that off us on the last day. And uh, it's annoying when it's them of all clubs to do it as well. Uh, but 
what can you do? And then, obviously, we were back in League One for two more seasons. We were hoping to stay in League One for as long as we could to build back to go to the Championship. But our manager at the time, Derek Adams, who's now who's now the manager at Morecambe, of course, um, he didn't quite deliver that. Um, we, we fell just short of the playoffs in seventh place in 2018. So a brilliant season to come back up. But 2019, it all went wrong again. And no wonder he was gone. And in came uh, what is now the Preston manager, Ryan Lowe. Uh, he got us straight back up in 2020. Um, and then, yeah, survived in 21. Uh, just missed out on the playoffs in 2022. And then last season, you just couldn't get any better, could you? So it's just, it's just that progression we've been trying to go for these last 13 years. And I think what we've just done is just spent these last 13 years just battling through the two lower leagues to aim to get back to where we are now. And we're, 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 we're loving it now. Um, best ownership we've had in, in years as well right now is as well with Simon Hallett in charge. So I'm really excited to see what the future um, is for uh, our football club, for sure. Yeah, you touched on it there um, about Simon Hallett, your majority shareholder. I think he owns about 91% of the club, doesn't he? Um, is he? I imagine he's regarded a bit, a bit of a saint after getting you back up to the second tier. Like you say, it's 13 years since you've been in the Championship. You had six long seasons in the Championship as well. Uh, you, you fans very thankful of the ownership you've got now. It seems like you've got a steady ship now. We're very thankful of it. And we never thought in years that we'd end up back in the second tier of English football. So we just it's just a dream come true, really, for us to get back to where we want to be. And our manager as well. I mean, like, I mean, like the minute we got promoted against Burton on the 29th of April, I immediately called our manager, Stephen Schumacher, a club legend. I mean, what more can you ask for when you get, when he takes over? Uh, he's, he was assistant to Ryan Lowe as well. And Ryan Lowe left for Preston. He was the one fully in charge. So he had to do it all on his own. And he's done it exceptionally amazingly so I'm hoping we can just build on that really um and of course uh yeah be interesting to see how we do on Saturday because I know Vicarage Road is a it's a very tough away day for us yeah and you mentioned Stephen Schumacher there um he was obviously given the job after Ryan Lowe left did he change much when when he took over um um or and are you worried because you know jobs frequently become available, mainly the Watford job. <laughs> it's uh, interesting. Other... I know I know what you're like with sacking managers as well. Um, <laughs> so... Are you worried that when, a, when a, a team does sack Schumacher, because he's done such a good job with you guys, he, his name's straight away, it's going to be linked with us. This won't come as a surprise. I believe he has been linked with previous vacancies at Watford. I don't know which one. But does it worry you that you have that? Or is it a sense of, wow, you know, we've got this manager that everyone wants. Like, look where we are now, sort of thing. Depends on who it is, really. I know West Brom and Huddersfield were both linked this time, um, the, around this time last season. Uh, I can't lie. I wasn't worried, mainly because I just didn't see it happening one bit. And I know he loves us to bits. The only club, I can't lie, I can only imagine him leaving us for is Everton, because that's the team he supports. And obviously he loves it up there, of course. And that reminds me of Michael Beale when he left QPR himself for, for Rangers, because that's who he supports, of course. But it'll be interesting to see how um, how this all goes through. I just hope we don't end up doing what Wigan did this time last year, where they got off to an awful start and they sacked the manager who won them the league, Liam Richardson. And I just hope we don't end up in the same boat. 
Yeah, well, what you've done this summer is you've actually um, brought in a couple of loan players that you had at Home Park last season and have done terrifically well. Um, Morgan Whitaker, um, Bali, Mumba, fantastic goal by him at the weekend, by the way, as well. No, you have fantastic. Um, brought them both back in on permanent contracts. Now, how vital is it to get those two back in and um, but this time on a permanent basis? I just feel like that. I just feel like the first of all, the club's just trying to achieve new levels. And of course, yeah, we brought Mumba back, we've brought Whitaker back, Azaz is back on loan once more for another season. But I just feel like Shuey's bringing the entire band together from what we made and built last season. And I just feel like I just feel like that the board and the ownership and the manager and everything around them is just. I just feel like they all know what they're doing and. What a summer transfer window it's been, really, so far as well. One of our summer signings um, on loan, Kane Kesler Hayden, on loan from Aston Villa also. Uh, he was exceptional on Saturday against Huddersfield. He tore that Huddersfield defence apart. I thought he was unbelievable. And uh, Lewis Gibson, uh, who we've just signed, who was at Bristol Rovers last season, on, um, on loan from Everton. We've just signed him from Everton. He was unbelievable on Saturday as well. I just feel like there's a good morale around around the club at the moment and I'm just hoping we can build on that basically but I've already expressed my intentions for us this season I will be happy with basically anywhere from 21st place onwards it's that simple as that I just don't want to be back in league one that's all I care about <laughs> it's that simple I mean I've optimistically got us to finish mid-table this season in 13th especially the way the transfer window's gone and all that so I'd be ha I'd be very happy if we even push for mid-table because of that and, and all that as well You've done very well there because you've uh, you've answered one of the other questions we had written down. So fair play to you. Um, I want to touch on the, the the game at the weekend. You you return back to the championship, beating Huddersfield three one. Um, what was the game like and 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 the performance itself? What have Watford got to look look sort of look out for if you mark? You know, it's interesting. That's that same question is what I, me and the boys have been wondering ourselves after your performance against QPR. Go, what in the name of God are we going to have to look out for on Saturday? But no, we honestly we tore Huddersfield apart on Saturday. They looked they looked awful. They looked shocking. I think. I mean, I'm hoping I'm right on this, but of course, last season one of the main reasons why we won the league was because our of our home form. Our home form was un, was unbelievable and. I feel like last Saturday against Huddersfield, I feel like we're we're aiming to replicate that again. So I don't know how our away form is going to go um, because of that. But um, no, apart from apart from when Huddersfield equalised, where we paid the price for a defensive error and they brought themselves back into the game. Other than that, we we tore them apart, and it really surprised me in a way because obviously Neil Warnock's their manager. And he knows the championship inside out, that man does. And also, also he's managed us before. So I would have expected his team to have a bit of a more of a fight because he knows our club so well as well. He's, man he's managed us before and all that. But we just ended up tearing them apart. And honestly, like I said, just what, 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 what a way to return to the championship after 13 years of exile. It, phenomenal performance from start to finish. And... A deserved 3-1 win at the end. I mean, I optimistically backed us to win 2-1, but that was also, I guess, solely because of home form. But then again, I backed us to be inconsistent and bang average all season, 13th in the league. But as we've just come up, I'd obviously happily take that for a first season back without a shadow of a doubt. I mean, I think I backed us to have 
16 wins this season, 17 defeats and then 13 draws. But I'd take that personally because obviously it's uh, get back to the championship and uh, finishing mid-table first season back would be would be amazing. Because then hopefully, I'm just hoping for 24-25, if we do stay up, we can build on that basically. I can't lie, one of the defeats I have is this Saturday. So I am, I'm not, I can't lie, I'm not confident for Saturday, which is I, not that I really, I want to be confident, but I know our record at your, at your rounds. So that's why I've said this, this whole last few days that I will celebrate like we've won the league if we at least get a point on Saturday. So we can take that to our home game against Southampton next week, which doesn't get any easier, to be honest, because obviously they're one of the favourites to go straight back up. Yeah, well, I think you've been promoted at the wrong time, really. It's like the toughest championship season with all these it is. big sides coming down as well. And you know what it is as well? I really like it, you know, because I can't lie, it reminds me of the old days, the days I grew up with, the Coca-Cola championship. So it does remind me of that. But at the same time, obviously, yeah, it's, it's a really tough league. But I looked at our lineup saying, that's such an amazing lineup. And I always joke to people all the time, every time someone on social media commented, I feel like this is the um, strongest lineup in the championship we've had in years. And I always say for a joke, going, that's because the mighty Argyle are back. That's why. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you seem like you're a bit worried by coming to Vicarage Road at the weekend. And I think Mike will probably agree with me here a little bit. I don't think you've got anything to really fear about coming to Watford. Yeah, fair yes, enough. picked up 4-0 at the weekend against QPR, but it's a very poor QPR side. We, we I went to watch them play last night against Stevenage. Very average. Um, got yeah. knocked out on penalties. Yeah. Um, and then you've got the momentum. You've just won League One. Um, this is your first championship away game for 13 years. The fans are going yeah. to be up for it. The atmosphere in that away end is going to be bouncing. Um, so you're going to be at 12th man. So I would not be surprised if you come to Vicar Road and pick up all three points. Really? Fair enough. Well, I mean, I'll probably do more than celebrate like winning the league if that happens. But I, 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 either way, either way, I just look at it going, um, going. If we do lose on Saturday, as long as we put up a really spirited performance, then it's not something I'll be that hugely disappointed about coming into um, sorry, coming into the home game against Southampton next week, and then after that, we our second away day, we got Birmingham at the end of this month. And that's really interesting. The only reason why I'm more confident for that is because we played Birmingham in 2022 for the FA Cup at St Andrews and we knocked them out. We beat them 1-0. So I'm just hoping we can replicate that in two weeks' time. Yeah, well, you never know. I must say as well, whenever you boys travel away from home, you take your numbers, considering how far down you are in the country, you pretty much sell out your entire allocation, don't you? It's why I'm so proud to be from the far southwest in a way. So, uh, But yeah, I think... I think it depends on the game, to be honest. Because um, last season, the one that the one that I the one that I was really pleased with the mo was the most w was when we sold out Portman Road, Ipswich, last season. But then again, it also didn't surprise me because we were the top two in the league. We were by far the two best teams in the league, and Ipswich YouTuber Alex Griffin and myself were previewing the game, and we were just saying it's the biggest game of the season. We feel for League One. And he was up for it. I was up for it. And considering we were top of the league by about, I think we had like a, uh, I think we had seven or eight point lead. So I knew it was a must, must win for Ipswich that game was to close the gap. 
and they were home as well. So I would have taken the points and we did as well. And yeah, the limbs were just unbelievable um, that day. So uh, yeah, I don't, can we repeat that in October? Oh, I wonder. We'll see. Uh, but either way, um, whatever challenge comes to us this season, I'm, I'm very excited for it. There's a lot of new grounds I'll be finally visiting and all that as well. There's a few I've actually been to before, to be fair, but just I just haven't properly been to a game there. So it's just that'll also be very interesting as well. And interestingly enough, Vicarage Road is always a ground I've always wanted to tick off as well. And uh, yeah, I'm really excited for that on Saturday. What is your um what is your atmosphere usually like at home? Just out of interest most of the time. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> Um, um, well, if that if that's the question, if that's the answer, we might actually end up doing well with loudness on Saturday. Then <laughs> I yeah, don't know. We'll see. What Watford have we've had a difficult couple of seasons. Obviously, coming down from a Premier League, we didn't bounce back straight away. And the, the, the season we got relegated from a Premier as well. It's absolutely embarrassing. And many Watford fans were embarrassed to support Watford. There was no passion. There was it was just gutless performances, getting thrashed week in week out. And then last year in the Championship as well, there was lots of protests about the ownership as well. Um, so it's, it has been very toxic at times in the last. 18 months or so. So it, it, it improved against QPR last week. Um, obviously, a 4 0 victory does help in that aspect. Um, and hopefully, the good times are coming back to Watford. But we're under no illusion that we're going to be up there fighting for promotion this season. It's, it's going to be a yeah. tough old season. But um, it, I think if Watford fans, I think if, yeah, if you ask Watford fans, we'll be delighted if we manage to sneak into a playoffs this season. We don't see ourselves being a top six side this season. I think if we build under um, Valerie Ishmael um, and maybe get seventh, eighth, and then build for next season, and that's the season we try and get promotion back to the Premier League, we'll take it. But yeah, Vicarage Road is. Um, it, it, it's it's quieter than what it was in the Premier League. Um, fans oh, were okay. obviously more excited in the Premier League, and we've lost some fans because now you've gone down to the Championship. But that just shows the loyal supporters, doesn't it? Really, such um, a shame but, that is when people are like that. You know, what was interesting about that as well because obviously we've never been in the Premier League in our history. Of course, when it does, that'll be my life goal, basically complete. But I said to I said, <laughs> I said to my friends for a joke, just going, just going. Norwich fans complain about yo-yoing from the Premier League to the Championship, but I take it. Any day of the week, have Chelsea one season, Liverpool one season, to then have Preston the next season or something. I'd take it any day of the week. Just variety of football clubs at the end of the day, all across the country. Hundred percent. I'm just probably saying before... that. Because, sorry, I was just going to say I, I'm probably saying that though because we've never been in the Premier League before. But maybe reality might hit us with the groaning of yo-yo in. With it does happen a lot in the future. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to ask a very quick question. I know Mike wants to um, ask the question in a bit as well, and he, he wants me to ask this one. But um, just before I ask the one I meant to, Mike, sorry, and um, to go off topic a little bit. Pie face, massive um, Plymouth, uh, Plymouth fan. Um, I think many fans would be seeing him over for YouTube and that. You met the guy, decent guy. I've seen a few videos of him on an away day. He gets absolutely bladdered, don't he? Yeah, um, he does, he does like bladdered. doing that, to be fair. Yeah, no, he is a decent guy. Um, to be fair. I'm actually surprised he hasn't um, he hasn't properly seen our podcast yet. But, um, well, I mean, we're going to aim to build on that one day anyway. But um, I did interview him, funny enough, at Oxford last season. And I just asked him, basically, on what he thought of the performance. And... Uh, 
he was just saying to him, uh, he was just saying to me, just going, "Oh, we should be about three or four clear, mate." And I was just there thinking the exact same thing, but we thankfully came out of the Kassam as three-one winners at the end. Uh, who's in for most fake? So, sorry, Mike. <laughs> I'm actually looking up and asking all the questions. Here. Um, who's the most famous Plumfield Cove fan? Is it is it Pieface or is this there is um, more... but he's one of them. I know um, you know the drummer Woody from Bastille. He's a huge Argyle fan as well. Uh, okay, and then there's um, comedian Josh Widdicombe. He's a massive Argyle fan as well. Uh, ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, what about those boys who, um, those old guys who were singing a song, um, on the boats? Are they Argyle fans? Oh, I'm not sure to be honest. I'm, I can't lie, I, I don't know. No, it's Cornwall way. Sorry, yeah, no, yeah, that's what I mean. That's what, that's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking. Do I know this? Uh, that's what, that's what I'm wondering to myself, but I'm not so sure to be honest. I, I know your most famous is Elton John, without a shadow of a doubt. So, of course, he part owns the club as well. Yeah, Elton to... John and Jerry Halloway. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we don't have many. Vinnie Jones turns up when he fancies it, but uh, yeah, other than that, it's uh, it's pretty much Elton John, isn't it? Yeah, yeah no, I know he's, he's I know he's Watford through and through. That man is. Yeah, legend. Well, you'll see it this weekend when you come to Vicarage Road. We've named one of the stands after him on the back of a stand. Oh, yeah. well, we've got some of it, the lyrics written across it. That's just to help the Watford fans sing his song now. Now we play it just before the players come out. Um, so yeah, Watford are that kind of club. You need to kind of hand out um, um, the lyrics to get <laughs> songs going sometimes. Um, but yeah, Mike, I'll finally get to a question now. Um, we've loved having you on here, mate. Um, what are your obviously we, we've talked about the championship how tough it's going to be this season who would be your three clubs to go up this season oh okay um I, so i went a bit bold with my um predictions to be fair this season but there you go i do that every season just to make it more interesting i don't want to be one of those that likes to be really boring go oh it'll be the same old same old, That's same what old. We like. they'll, they'll easily go they'll easily go down. am i all right to go through my table actually from bottom to top Floor is yours because it'll it'll knock off. I, I was going to ask who you're free to go down, so you list your table. Yeah. All right. No worries. Well, I'll um. Well, I'll I'll mention it from bottom to top, and then what I'll do is I'll um because I made a video on this just before the season started. I made on my channel a I made a separate video. It's um I first off made my predictions video, and then second off I made a predictions video, but it was basically in table formats of my actual predictions. So basically what I think each game is going to be week by week. And then it adds up to my actual predictions of where I think each team will finish, basically. But mm. yeah, I'll go from bottom to top. So bottom, I've got QPR. I just don't think Ainsworth is the right man at all. And I just think after the end of last season, they looked shocking, in my opinion. I just don't think anyone wants to play for the badge at the moment over there. And then 23rd, I think I've already got this wrong after their performance against Leeds, but 23rd, I went with Cardiff. And I just, I wasn't sure about their new management change suddenly in the middle of the summer. Mm. And of course, they had a dreadful end to last season. I didn't know how they'd go on this season. And I, it was a hard one for me because I was there thinking, I have a feeling it's finally their turn to go down to League One. Because the thing is, I see all three of us promoted or staying up, no problem. Because I, um, I just... I just don't see any of us three going down, in all honesty. I mean, if it does happen, it does happen. But I just think the three of us, that's us, Ipswich and Sheffield Wednesday, I think we're just going to surprise a few personally. But I guess we'll see what happens. 
And then 20 seconds, I went with Rotherham. Um, I was hoping to go for someone different, I can't lie, because I know everyone's gone for Rotherham to go down this season. And obviously, we know their yo-yo history between League One and the Championship. But I thought their loss of Ogbeen um, costed them hugely. And I just, I just wasn't pleased with their um, summer transfer market. So, I, um, yeah, I'm not sure. Um, I'm not sure how they're going to fare. But it'll be interesting to see how we do. Um, against them especially as well because the last time we went to the New York they beat us 2-0 and I'm hoping uh, we can basically reverse that when we play them in April um, for the away game for sure and then 21st just surviving this might be a bold one considering they're mostly mid-table but and this might sound a bit biased because of who's in charge and all that but I'm not so keen on their squad this season but I could be wrong of course at the end of the day my 21st was Preston so it's a bit of a bit of a different one there because I know they're used to finishing mid table and all that, but I just I just I just with a how strong of a championship it is, I just don't see them doing that well this season. But I'm I'm not sure. Again, I could be hugely wrong. Then twenty if I had Stoke, another one that I was unsure on how I thought they were going to do this season. Um, I did to be fair to them though. I did rate their um I did rate their signing of Mark Travers from Bournemouth. Mm. I thought that was an excellent signing, but I'm just not sure if Alex Neal is the right man for the job for them. And I'm not hugely keen on their attack, but I could be wrong. I mean they thrashed they thrashed Rotherham last week and they're currently second in the league. But of course there's only been one game, so it's early days. Um then 19th um this is where this is where i'll probably get the boot in a minute but i can't lie 19th i actually went with you guys which i know sounds really bad but um the reason why i went with watford uh, yeah that's what i mean that's why i was just thinking to myself going, oh, i'm gonna get kicked off now at this point now with what i'm saying uh um the only reason why i went with watford 19th was because i looked at the league you're not the only ones. Um, I've got Norwich to do badly as well. This season, but I um, I just looked at it going, it's a really tough league, and I just thought, I just thought the um, get, I just thought Ismail Assar departing is is a huge loss. I could be wrong though. At the end of the day, and I heard from other fans that what you guys have got rid of this transfer window could be the right decision at the end of the day. Um, I know a few of your other star players I know have gone as well, but I just looked at it into thinking um so basically obviously last season in the premier league um obviously chelsea sat thomas tuchel really early and then it ended up going really badly for them and i just looked at that thinking do i go for a bold prediction here where they end up sacking valerian ismail really early a coach i really rate as well with what we did what he did with barnsley barnsley as well and i just went with a bold prediction going will they do I go for a bold prediction where they end up sacking him really early this time? They sack a manager as they normally do and then they bring someone in and then it doesn't pay off for them and then they end up having a really disappointing season. But of course, comfortably staying up at the end of the day. But it was a hard one, I can't lie. It was a hard one. And I will mention this now because um, the other underachievers I had was Norwich. I've got Norwich 16th this season because I thought they were so bang average last season in the Championship and... I just feel like I know David Wagner is their manager and he's proved it before with Huddersfield, but is he the I'm like it, I just I'm not a huge fan of their squad for this season and I just I just feel like it could be their worst in years, but 
again, I could hugely be wrong. Coincidentally, I did actually back them to beat Hull this 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 weekend, last weekend just gone with a 2-1 win at Carroll Road and it ended up being spot on. But it's just other results elsewhere where I, I don't know. I really don't know. I know I'm going to get comments in a minute saying, what is this guy waffling on about with his predictions here? But... <laughs> I guess that's how. Um, I guess that's where everyone's so different with their predictions and all that. But yeah, and then yeah, 18th I had Sheffield Wednesday, 17th I had Birmingham. Basically, I have them to finish exactly where they finished last season. Um, I did actually have Birmingham in my bottom three, but I saw they had a new ownership and all that taking over this summer, and I feel like John Eustace is starting to build the steady ship at the club again. And especially that I thought the end of their season last season was actually all right. So, uh, yeah, then again, I know, I know they're going to face some tough challenges with that new ownership takeover and all that as well, but I know they'd be happy with another 17th personally. And then, yeah, 16th, I had Norwich 15th. I went with this one. I've probably got wrong already. 15th, I had Huddersfield. And that is mainly because, well, it's Neil Warnock. I just don't see him getting relegated one bit. I know they were really poor last season and that I totally get. But I know the season before they lost the playoff final to Nottingham Forest and I wasn't sure how they get on this season to go from a terror from a brilliant season to a, a heartbreaking season to an absolute appalling season with Neil Warnock saving them from going down. But I went with them to finish 15th because I thought it'll balance the book slightly. And it's also Warnock as manager and he knows this league inside out. And that's why I just, I just, that's why I just didn't see them going down this season. But again, I could be wrong. And I know, I know how wrong most of my predictions are most of the years anyway, but I guess we'll see what happens. Then 14th, I went with Swansea. Uh, I'd say both a bold and not a bold call for this one. So of course they finished 10th last season. Um, so not bad from them at all, but only got them to drop off slightly probably because of, the, again, the competition and all that. Um, and, of course, new manager, Michael Duff. So I don't know how that's going to pay off for them. But I'm pretty pleased with their squad, I can't lie. I know they lost Whitaker to us, which obviously is a huge boost for us, of course. But I saw they signed Jerry Yates from Blackpool, which I thought was an excellent signing from them. And, uh, oh, God, they've they just signed someone else, haven't they, Swansea? Um, I can't remember who it was. Harvey was mentioning it to me the other day. Um Charlie Patino, that's it. They got Charlie Patino on loan from Arsenal. So, no, I think that's a really good signing by them as well. But I just think they'll be mid-table again for another season. Then 13th, optimistically, I went with us. I just, I, I'm very confident in us this season. I don't see us finishing top half by any mm. means. At all. If we did, it'd be a freaking dream come true. But, again, I'd happily take 13th. I think the club is on the up and all that, but... I'd happily take 13th. I know there's going to be some really hard away days coming and all that as well. I mean, unfortunately, I think we're going to get absolutely hammered when we go to the King Power in December. So <laughs> what does that tell you? And after last season, when Charlton battered us 5-1 at the Valley, we're used to getting battered as well when it doesn't go right. So we'll see what happens with that. And then 12th, I got Blackburn completely mid-table. 11th, I went with... 11th, I went with Hull. Hull are one of my dark horses this season, personally. I thought Liam Rosenia was really strong towards the end of last season. They've kept hold of most of their squad. I highly rate their striker as well, S. Stupinan. I um mm, I, I, they'll be really underrated this season, but who knows? I don't I know some people have got them to either even go down or not just stay up, but are oh, they're, they're dark horses for me this season. Then tenth I went with West Brom. 
Another hard one for me because I know they're going under a lot of financial struggle and all that. But again, their manager, I highly rate. I highly rate Carlos Corberan. Um and I, I just feel like they'll have another similar season to what they did last season when they finished ninth. I think they'll put their financial stuff aside and let the football talk and they finish in a comfortable 10th place. I don't I don't see them getting the playoffs at all, but with especially who I've got in the top six. But I uh, I just I see them doing all right this season. Then ninth, I went with Ipswich, who I predicted to, I think, will be the highest out of us promoted this season. I, I saw their performance against Sunderland. I thought they were unbelievable. Um, brilliant away win that was from them. I, same with us, though, but more so with them. I think Ipswich are also on the up, just like us. It wouldn't shock me, to be honest, if they're back in the Premier League in a few years' time. So, see what happens with all that. Then eighth, this might shock you both, but eighth, I went with Leeds. Uh I, I don't see them getting playoffs, honestly. I Of any of the three sides relegated, they're the ones I don't see getting playoffs at all. And especially that I thought they looked really poor. Against, well, not just poor, but just bang average against Cardiff on Sunday. Mm. I don't see them doing it. And I know Daniel Farker, again, has proved it before. He's done it before with Norwich. But I just, I, I just honestly don't see them doing it um, with who I have. And then seventh, just missing out, I had Coventry. So... I know that'll be heartbreak for them. Mm. Sixth, I went with Bristol City. They're my, and my other dark horses for this season. I, I just personally think Nigel Pearson's building something from that team. It's it's really interesting, actually, because over the last few seasons of the Championship, Bristol City and Preston are both usually seen as the bang average standout mid-table clubs of the Championship. And it's interesting, considering I've got one to do really well this year and the other to do not so well at all. It just shows the level and intensity and competition of the Championship, doesn't it? Yeah. At the end of the day. But um, I don't have them going up, though. Fifth, I have Millwall. Um, and Millwall, I have got as my playoff final winners this season. I, I, just, I just feel like it will be their season, personally. I think Gary Rowett's a brilliant manager. They've kept hold of most of their team. I think they're going to... A bit like us last season when we just missed out on the playoffs in seventh place and then we got revenge, absolute revenge on the league and we won it last season. I just see Millwall getting a bit of revenge from the way their playoff um, bottling went the season, last season. And I just think it'll be their season personally. But I think again, it'll be tough competition, of course. Then fourth, I've got Southampton. Third, I've got Middlesbrough, just missing out on autos. Uh, and then second, I've got Sunderland. Uh, again, who I think it will be their season, but I don't know if I'm going to be right on that now after what I saw from them against Ipswich. But I have, I just feel like with that team on paper, even without Amadiallo, I just feel like they're a team to be forced to be reckoned with. I think they have a really... And Tony Mowbray's a brilliant manager, of course, as well. And again, he's another one that's proved it before going up from the championship. He did it with West Brom back in 2008. But I just, I I just, I just, I'm, I'm scared of that team for this season. But who knows? I mean, be interesting to see how they do again because, of course, they had a day to forget against Ipswich on Sunday. And then Leicester are my champions, champions which is a bit unsurprising, to be fair. I just think even with Yuri Tillemans and James Madison gone and Harvey Barnes gone. I just think there's far too much talent in their team and they're really well run and all that. I just see them going straight back up personally. So there we go. That is my predictions, basically. I will share you my screen of um, the table I ended up coming with, if you can see that. I believe we can, if it lets me. I don't Not know there. if it'll let me. There that's we go, well. yeah. 
That's round 45, silly me. Um, let me get to round 46. Come on. Uh, there we go. Yeah, that's um, that's how I ended up coming up with this. I thought you were doing it all off memory, but you, you got it in front of you on the table. <laughs> <laughs> no, that is, uh, that is very impressive. And uh, I, I, I'll be honest, I think you might be the first person we have on the pod that gives us such a detailed breakdown. <laughs> uh, that was that was impressive. I just knew that the minute I came back and um, we came back to the championship, I knew I had to make a predictions video. So I was like, right, here we go then. I'm going to get so much slander, but it's predictions. So what can you do? Let's just get on with it. So And also, I know that so many people are going to back us to go down. And I'm going to look at that going, what are you on about? But it's their opinion at the end of the day. If we go down, they're spot on at the end of the day. I mean, last season, my stinker of prediction was Barnsley. I had Barnsley to finish 13th because I saw how dreadful they were in the Championship the year before. And I didn't know what challenge Michael Duff was going to do. And they ended up finishing fourth. And I thought, what a stinker of a prediction. But there we are. <laughs> well, that, that, was, uh, that, that was something. So thank you very much for sharing that with us. Um, just quickly, have you got a score prediction in mind for Saturday? I think you'll beat us 2-1. I can see us taking the lead, but I think... I think you'll show your quality in the second half and win 2-1. It's interesting because I had, a, I had a, a a Derby fan was messaging me the other day saying, how come you think Watford will beat you when you've got yourselves ahead of them in the table? I was like, because I think Watford will drop points elsewhere, but we'll see. Mm. No, well, it, it remains to be seen and hopefully it'll be a good game. I certainly, Ben will agree with me on this, I certainly think it will be one of the sterner tests we face. Uh, I'll be honest, I'm glad it's not at home park because of the record that you guys have got. Obviously, yeah, we, we do have to play there this season. But, um, yeah, hopefully home advantage can uh, can carry us through on that one. So, um, we it, it's, it should be a good game. I, I look forward to watching it. I'm sure Ben will look forward to, to watching it. And like I say, hopefully your first trip to Vicarage Road, I don't mean this disrespectfully, but hopefully it ends in defeat for you. No, nah, none taken. I mean, you're both all its fans at the end of the day. And I know on our podcast, I'll be saying the same thing if you were coming to Home Park and all that. And likewise with this game as well. So it's part of football at the end of the day. No, well, I really appreciate you uh, you joining us tonight, Jack. And uh, I wish you all the very best for the, uh, the season. Uh, I'm sure we'll talk again for the reverse fixture whenever that is. Uh, New Year's Day, of course, because I can't go. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm sure we'll talk for the reverse fixture. So thank you, uh, thank you very, very much for joining us. Oh no, honestly, it's a pleasure, guys. Honestly, no problem at all. I've I've enjoyed every minute of it, of course. Yeah, no, it's been it's been fantastic, and uh, I'm looking forward to Saturday. And like like I've said to Harvey and Liam and the other Harvey, if you guys want to come onto the um, episode on my channel on Saturday, um, I'll come and meet you both at Vicarage Road, and uh, yeah, just go from there, really. Happy days. That sounds like a job for Ben. But yeah, thank you very much, Jack. Take care, mate. Now, thank you very much, guys. Much appreciated. No worries, mate. Nice Take care. Cheers, Jack. See you in a bit. Bye bye. Yeah. So there we go. Our uh, Plymouth prediction. Uh, prediction. Our Plymouth preview is uh, is all done. Um, ben, he sounds very fearful. Uh, I'm. I, I'm not sure why. I don't know who's talked to him about Watford. Someone's scared the league highlights <laughs> out of him. But um, yeah, just quickly, I, I'm, I'm a bit 
you know, wary of time. Um, sorry, that's yeah. Um, what what's your thoughts going into the game? Obviously, Plymouth brilliant season last season, won the league. Um, like I said to Jack, just I'm so grateful this isn't at home park because their record at home park is is a uh, is second to none. Are you a little bit more? Um, are you a little bit more optimistic knowing we're at home and basing? I know obviously QPR were very very poor, but you like to think that home comforts and all that we can replicate what we did against QPR. Are you, are you, how are you feeling towards the game? Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, I'm a bit nervous about it. To be fair, um, I can't look at you, Mike. Um, <laughs> we are live. Come on, Ben. Stay, stay professional. Trying to stay professional. Honestly, yeah, great to have Jack on. Fantastic lad. Um, I just didn't know he was going to get it. <laughs> well, can I uh, can I at least push you for a score prediction, Ben? Two 0 what? Two 0 Ben's gone for. Um, for you, uh, for those of you that are listening to the podcast, Ben is in hysterical laughter at the moment. Um, uh, yeah, I'm not going to go into it. I'm sure. I'm sure people know. Yeah, but yeah, you're going. You're going two 0 Watford, yeah. Yeah, two. Yeah, two 0 Watford. Sorry, yeah. I, I just didn't know he was going to get it so in depth about the table. Like, yeah. Honestly, that, that was fantastic, but. We, we we was talking about coming on air, going oh it's going to be a short one tonight, and then bless Jack, he went full into detail, and I, I can't believe he's got Watford down to nineteenth anyway. Um, yeah, there was that. Oh, that's probably the most that, yeah. questionable. I, I think, league. Yeah, it's obviously going to be a tough game against Plymouth this weekend, but I, I, I think obviously hearing from everyone's reactions last week against um, QPR, we. I'm hoping that we pick up a 2-0 victory um, and carry the momentum at Vicarage Road. I um, think if you pick up... Look, we've, we've got the advantage of being the only team in the Championship where we're playing back-to-back home games in the first two league games of the Championship. If we can take advantage out of that and pick up six points, that's a fantastic start for Valerie Ishmael. And, and, and look, we'll just ignore the little hiccup in the week regarding Stephen Ishborough. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think we've probably got enough. Uh, it's going to be difficult, but yeah, I'm going to go for a two-nil win, mate. How, how about you? Yeah, uh, I'm under no illusions. This will be a stern, stern test. Plymouth look a good outfit, so I'm going to go with a hard-fought two-one win. Uh, I'd love mm. to predict a, a clean sheet, but I think the only reason Batman got a clean sheet on Saturday was purely how poor QPR were. Um, so yeah, I'm going to go two-one, and I think it will be. Um, it will be a good result, and you know those maybe Tuesday last night. Sorry, was the game to get that out of your system. Come Saturday again, it's the league. You know Ishmael will have bollocked them for what he didn't like. He would have praised them for what he did like, and we can get that out of our system and return to winning ways in front of the home fans, just like we did last Saturday. And uh, and fingers crossed, like you say, we we start the season with. With six points, you know, so many people have got us down, finishing sort of low in the table, uh, as Jack did. And to be honest, if that means we're sneaking under the radar and have a solid season, I'll absolutely take that. If people want to come to Vicarage Road and underestimate that, I'll absolutely take that as well. So, yeah, um, I'll, I'll go 2-1. Um, before we, we wrap it up, will there will there be a, a, a match day vlog on Saturday, Dan? 
I'm not too sure. Like, I absolutely love doing match day vlogs, but if I'm honest, when I'm doing a match day vlog, I feel like I can't watch the game properly because I'm yeah. always thinking about um, having my phone ready to capture any kind of action. So uh, I'm unsure whether to do it for the Plymouth game. I mm -hmm. think it's going to be probably like an away day um, feature maybe and maybe for odd home games when I feel like I'm in the mood to do it because um, yesterday at the Stevens game, I felt I couldn't properly watch the game because obviously I'm doing the vlog and that. Um, so it, it might return. I'm not too sure. I'm undecided. But tell you what, if I'm meeting Jack sat uh, on Saturday, I'm definitely doing the match day vlog because that guy is hilarious and he's a top guy. I'm looking forward to getting him on for a reverse feature and hopefully he can give the Watford fans some tips on where he can, they can stay on New Year's Eve or maybe <laughs> even have a night out with Jack. I think that'd be quality. We'll run a competition. Whoever guesses a score right comes on a night out with me, you and Jack. That is a prize. Mate, do you imagine? We did a night out in Yeovil and went to a dirty nightclub. Imagine doing a nightclub down in Plymouth, you, me and Jack. That'd be class. <laughs> yeah, that'd be uh, that'd be something different. Um, but yeah, uh, thank you very much for joining me tonight, Ben. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's been a hoop. Thank you for inviting me, Michael. No problem, Benjamin. Not a problem at all. And thanks for you guys uh, who have tuned in tonight or you're if you're watching, re-watching on YouTube. Uh, if you've downloaded this on your favourite podcast platform, thank you very much as well. Don't forget to leave a like. Uh, hit subscribe as well. We want to get to that magic 500 mark this season. We're slowly creeping towards it. We're almost at 400. So if you're one of these that is a subscriber, thank you so much. It means a world to us. Um, you can subscribe on your podcast platforms as well. So whenever a new episode drops from us, it will automatically download to your device. Um, these guys will be back on Sunday to talk about the Plymouth game. I won't be there, unfortunately. I'm a, I've got a, a 10K run, which I've been training for, and that is this Sunday. So I'll probably be on the hotel bed like, falling apart. So I'll, uh, I'll, I'll try and tune in. But, uh, yeah, from myself and from Ben, thank you very much. Have a good evening. Take care and come on, yawns. Sports Social Podcast Network.